Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show. Today, we have an amazing artist. And not only is he an artist, but he is also a man of God and um, Steve Drew. And also, don't leave us. Today, we're going to take a little break from Zechariah. And next Sunday, we'll come back to Zechariah chapter 9. We're going to do Joshua chapter 10. And, and, and the reason for that is this Sunday, I will be speaking at Sean, Pastor Sean Mitchell's church. But today, um, without further ado, Steve Drew, thank you so much for being here today, my brother. And if you wouldn't mind telling our audience a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to go into a Q&A. Okay. Well, I've, I've lived a pretty long life at 73, and I've seen both sides of being a Christian and not being a Christian. And uh, I've, I've had that time of growth, which has been a real blessing, where uh, as I as I gave myself more to the Lord and got involved in the churches, uh, everything started happening for me to hear God and uh, to understand that basically what I see in the Bible is that Jesus came to save. And uh, everything that uh, I see is about salvation. And, uh, you know, he said he didn't come to judge, but he came to save and my fortunate thing was I got to work with some really cool people with Walking on Water, and we made the Bethany Hamilton movie, and we showed it up and down the coast to churches and surf groups, and, uh, you know, we, we saw a lot of people come and get saved through that. I did some uh, jail ministry and uh, restoration, people on drugs. A friend of mine owns uh, runs a uh, you turn for Christ. So, yeah, I've been uh, fortunate to, to be used by God by just, uh, you know, being there. And uh, I think he's matured me, you know. Uh, I hope so at 73, but uh, by no means. I, I, I feel like Paul, how he uh, opened most of his uh, books by saying, you know, he hasn't, you know, he he's not perfect. Amen. I think God keeps us humble. Amen. Amen. So you said you came to the Lord in 1973. Did I hear that correct? No, it was more in the It was around the late 80s. Okay. It it was really unique. I I was buying and selling art, and I I was involved in drugs. Oh, no. (laughs) And, uh, I came across some angels in a warehouse, and they happened to be from the 1700s. And I ran into these museum guys, and it happened that the more I studied the angels, the more I connected with God. Amen. And I had a friend who smuggled Bibles and money into Romania with a guy named Michael Wormbrand. Wow. And... uh, you know, we prayed for me to receive the Lord. And, you know, we were 
pretty hypocritical at the start, but, you know, then I heard <laughs> the message. I think I heard Greg Laurie and went to his uh, Harvest Crusade, and, you know, he, he preached it very simply, you know, what we have to do to be saved. Amen. And I received it, and from that point, you know, I grew. Amen. So here, let me ask you a question. Did you come out of the hippie era? Were you actually a yeah, hippie at one time? Yeah. You yeah. were? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I graduated in 68, and we were, everyone was so into drugs and things like that, you know. And, uh, well, you praise know, being God. a surfer, yeah, being a surfer and a hippie, you know, I, I, I just felt blessed that God, God relieved me of that part of my life, you know. And Amen. They forgave me for the things that I did do. Amen. So here, here's a question. So, you're actually part of the Jesus Freak movement. I wasn't. I, I was near them, but in no way was I a part of it. I was uh, completely blind to that, but I lived in uh, right by Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. Wow. And uh, But, you know, I always believed in God, you know, even through the things we were doing. You know, I could see that there was a creator in God, and, you know, but I never not believed, you know, so I always was open to God, you Amen. know. Amen. Amen. So here, here's another question. You mentioned uh, walking on water. What was that ministry all about? I mean, I, I've heard bits and pieces, and I know something, but tell our audience what walking on water um, used to be like when you first uh, became part of that ministry? Well, Walking on Water was founded by a guy named Brian Jennings, and he was a pro surfer who'd come to the Lord, and he created several surf movies. Uh, I think the first one was called Noah's Ark, where a guy was born uh he shouldn't have been born, basically. I, I think they wanted him to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, aborted. Okay. And he was born premature. And so this story was about this guy who, who clearly, you know, got healthy, and he, he came to the Lord. And he basically confronted all his surf friends, saying, hey, you guys go out and catch the biggest waves, you do this, and you're not afraid of anything. But, you know, every time I talk to you about Jesus, you back off. I go, what's going on with that? And he ended up getting all these people on the East Coast saved, you know. And uh, there was a really cool thing, you know, through Walking on Water. I think they made like 10 to 12 movies now, all Christian-type surf movies. And, uh, you know, really valuable because it, it reached out to people that weren't really going to churches, you know. Amen. So how long were you part of that ministry, Steve? Somewhere in the eight-year range, eight to ten years. And wow. uh, they used me to go up and down the coast and uh, give DVDs of our movies to people and do invitations to our outreaches. Amen. So you were part of um, when Bethany, when they put her movie together, so you were part of actually getting the news out and, and um, to churches and to 
other places. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, what, what was pretty cool was uh, Brian was working on a movie just called Walking on Water where he took these kids around. And I'd heard about Bethany, and we all had. And I, I really confronted them and go, you really need to get her into to that movie. Amen. And he ended up doing that. And at that time, her sister-in-law was putting together a documentary of the actual true story of what happened to her and how, you know, everything worked out, you know, got 13 years old. Her and her mother were praying that God would use her in a powerful way. Wow. And right after that, within a week, she had this shark attack and miraculously lived. Is it, isn't that crazy, though? Think about this. You're praying that God would use her, and and God causes um, something miraculous to happen from tragedy as she loses her arm, and God yeah. has used her ever since. Isn't that powerful, Steve? It's so powerful. Amen. They, they actually have footage of her the day after in bed holding up a care bearer, asking her, Bethany, why do you think this happened to you? And she goes, I think it happened so I could tell people about Jesus. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. You know, um, hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas. And we have an incredible man who's an artist and has served in several ministries. Uh, one of the big ones was Walking on Water, and he actually helped uh, promote the movie with Bethy ha- Beth Hamilton, right? Yeah, yeah. Amen. So here, you do something really cool, too. You're an artist. Um, what do you draw, and what's your forte um, when it comes to art? Well, I, I did art quite a long time ago, and... When I, I kind of uh, came to the Lord, I got a, a real job. and uh, A know, real I was, job. <laughs> so I was a full-time surfer, you know, right. and all that. But I ended up getting a real job and becoming really responsible. And uh, Hey, real quick, what was this real job that you got? <laughs> I worked with a company, and we made all the major news sets you see on TV. Oh, wow. We, we did CBS, uh, NBC, Fox, Telemundo, all these uh, major stations uh, throughout the United States and international. So that was a really cool thing. Okay. But but so, you know, when I finally retired, I, I surfed full time and, you know, I was doing all the ministry and stuff and uh right before covid i started doing painting again I, I just started doing some watercolors and acrylics and uh right now it's kind of morphed into oil paints but i basically did surf uh you know iconic surfers that i'd surfed with all my life and uh now i'm growing into landscape and uh different seascapes and stuff you know being a full-on artist but you know, I'm still in uh, breaking into a creative stage, and uh, I think where you're going with this is uh, the rocks that I paint, right? Right. That was my next thing. You you actually have like a garden down on the beach in Oceanside, and 
I, I believe you were the, the founder of that, and there's so many rocks there now. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, uh, I've seen the rock gardens that, like in Moonlight Beach, there's a fantastic one. And what I saw, some people started uh, a turnaround, the center of the turnaround, they started painting rocks and putting them in there. So what I started doing was just putting uh, scriptures on them, you know, Jesus loves you, you know, Jesus saves, you know, Jesus is my rock, you know, anything to get someone's attention. And it, it was pretty cool because, uh, you know, I just went by there today at the circle. I have two places where I put them, one by your coffee shop. But the one at the circle, all the Jesus ones are right in places where people see them. Amen. And there, there's like maybe five or ten, and there's probably a thousand rocks. So, I mean... That's pretty cool. Yeah, everybody's drawing now and putting them down there, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's really neat. It's a, a neat thing. But wow. The, the one that we have by your coffee shop, you know, it's, it's pretty much dedicated to Jesus, uh, most of them. And it's funny because uh, we've had a person, someone keeps going in there and uh, tipping over the Jesus rock. <laughs> <laughs> People do that. You know, people people somehow don't want anything to do with Jesus. And, and the amazing thing is that only Jesus can set us free from all of our hang-ups. And, man, we need Jesus. But here, let me ask you another question. So, I mean, you're still you're still active. You're, you're doing your art. By the way, how can people uh, view your art? And do you have, like, a website where people can go look at them or— well, my Facebook page is basically the, the only thing I have right now. I, I had a, a dedicated Facebook page, but I think I got pirated. I got locked out of it. Uh, oh, did you? I'm I'm just kind of in the beginning phase. You know, basically, I've been uh, just getting myself to where, you know, I, I'm leveling out with some of the top surf artists and things like that, and I, I'm just trying to figure out where to have stuff, but uh, the Carlsbad Gallery in Carlsbad, it's called Cole, C-O-A-L. I usually have stuff there every month, and they have, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure they have my cards and stuff, but I put four to five pictures there per month, the be- better ones that I do. Hey, man, and, so, uh, so here's another question. Say somebody wants to contact you and say, man, I want to see this guy's art. And, and they want to contact you. Do you have a phone number that people could call or uh, talk yes, to I you? Do. Can you give that out yeah. to, to, our, to those that are listening now? Yeah, absolutely. It's 760-586-5876. Amen. One more time. One more time, Mr. Mr. Steve Drew. Yeah, 760 5876. Amen. Thank you. You know, you're. Yeah. I also have probably 35 pieces right next to Pierview Coffee in Oceanside. So people want to see my stuff. Uh, I do have stuff around town. I've got stuff at the uh, Pottery, Carrillo Pottery, and I also have stuff at the Frame House. 
Amen. This is all in Oceanside, is that correct? That's correct. So I have a question for you. You know, you're an artist. You've done a lot of ministry, and you still are. Obviously, you still let others know about Jesus. What's your favorite part about knowing Jesus? I know salvation, praise the Lord, we get to heaven. That is ultimately. But is there something that, that just pops out when you think of Jesus and ministry and everything? You know, I, I truly uh, lean on salvation as the key to everything about Jesus. So tell me what salvation means to you, because, I mean, that's, that's awesome. But tell me and tell our audience why that's so important, why salvation is so important and what does salvation mean? Because there's people that are like, what does that mean? Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that? Well, as we read the Bible, it says you're either with me or you're against me. Uh, it also says there's only one way to heaven, which is uh, through Jesus Christ. I mean, so all these salvation scriptures in the Bible uh I wrote a couple down because I, I knew we were going to talk. Uh, one's in Proverbs 11.30. It says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Amen. And uh, I, I, I like that one. The other one is all about, you know, Jesus came to save. He says, I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Where's that at and so, in the Bible? That's in John twelve forty something. I I can't read it right now. You don't have your glasses on. You know what? Turning seventy three this year, the eyes and the you know the hearing's uh, not what it used to be. Amen, my brother. Well, g- give us a, a, a another thing why you believe people should know Jesus, and what does Jesus do for people? I mean, you know, I'm glad you're here today because artists are are unique in their own process of thinking. I I always see artists as as unique individuals that have something that clicks in them and, and they become these people that are almost intrinsic in their own way. So tell us a little bit about... um. Why it's important to know Jesus, and, and, and what can Jesus do for somebody? Is somebody that says, you know, I'd rather go to hell than to serve God, or, or someone who hates God. Tell me what you would tell them if, if they'd say, tell me something about salvation. When I used to share in the jail and the, uh, the uh, restoration, you know, the uh, drug addicts and stuff like that, you know, my whole life, I, I've been a hard worker. I've played hard, I've worked hard, and I've hustled. Uh, when, when before I knew Jesus, I had a collection of art and antiques and all this stuff that was probably worth tons. But what I always leave people with when I go to those places and what, what God spoke to me with is where it says, what does it profit a, a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? You know, and... That's something I always leave people with because you can look at famous people like 
Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, Whitney Houston, who who had everything the world could offer, and they were not satisfied. And that's where I was at when I came to God. Amen. You know, I had all these material things, but they don't amount to nothing in Amen. life, you know, without Jesus. Amen. You know, that's that's so true, because when we die, we take nothing with us, Steve. Nothing. <laughs> I, you know, you know, it's really I was just thinking about this one guy who who this is most prized possession was his pink Cadillac. And he got buried in his pink Cadillac. They use this pink Cadillac as a casket. But guess what? That thing is probably a rust bucket right now. So here's another thing. Let let me ask you. So uh, you're retired now. You're you're an artist. Um, I see you at the beach a lot. That's one of your favorite places. I mean, you're a surfer. Your art is... Uh, towards ocean, and now you're expanding your horizon a, a little more. Do you get the opportunity opportunities to share Jesus on a daily basis? Oh, truly. You know, I found just from when I was uh, inviting people to our outreaches and stuff, I'd hand out a lot of free movies and things, and you know, I get turned down by some people. You know, some people just don't want nothing to do. But I've always tried to fit God into a conversation. I I try to share my testimony, where I came from. And, you know, I, I was part of the world. And, you know, I finally figured it out. And, uh, you know, I, I look back on and, and I truly wish that I would found Jesus sooner. You a- know? Amen. Amen. Hey. I wanted to make sure that I found that verse that you were talking about, and that's John uh, twelve forty seven. It says, "If any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world." Isn't that powerful, Steve? Yeah, Amen. That you is know, that's that's everything Jesus came for. Amen. So, you know, go ahead. God so loved us, you know. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What's your favorite verse in the Bible, Steve? You know, one of my favorite verses, I think it's in Philippians 12, uh, 4? 12, 12, 29. I think it talks about to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works both to will and do. Uh, you know, once I understood that it, it's God that's doing this stuff, he, he's speaking into us every day of our life if we listen, you know. And so, you know, I think we got to concentrate on our own salvation, then love on others the way we want to be loved on. Amen. That That's beautiful because we should— uh, work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And, and and that just simply means that we just need to draw close to God and that we should love on him and then love others and trust him for everything he does. And, and when we're in love with somebody, we want to tell others about the person that we are in love with. And, and, and that's so powerful. Can, 
can you again tell our our audience uh, your phone number again if they want to see your art and want to talk to you? Sure. My phone number is 760-586-5876. Amen. So give our audience a word of encouragement, Steve. I, you know, I, I think you're an amazing man, and, and you have a lot of old connections with, with ministries, with worship bands. Um, what would you tell somebody today? What, what, how would you encourage them? What would you, if somebody's downtrodden, has lost their way, what would be your word to them today, Steve? Well, I think, you know, what we need to understand is God can use each and every one of us. I mean, and uh, as I stepped into walking on water, I just wanted to be a servant, and I was a volunteer, and I mean, it's the little things that we can do where God can use us, and I mean, then God works in us, you know? I mean, you got to be there to to be about His work, you know? I mean, I forget the uh, saying everyone used to say, but, you know, if you don't show up, you mess out on everything God has, you know? Amen, Steve. Thank you, man. That is that is a good word, man. And you know, I'm so glad to know you serves up my brother. And God bless you and thank you for being yes, on the show. And we will be right back. Stay tuned. We love you and God bless you in Jesus' name. Woo! The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the Strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. Thank you for tuning in. And now we have the best part of the show. We're going to take a little break from Zachariah and we'll be back next Sunday with chapter 9. But today I, I'm going to come out of Joshua 9 because I am uh, visiting and I am the speaker at next chapter with Pastor Sean Mitchell. And so I am excited and I know that God wants to do something powerful today with this word. And I want to come out of Joshua chapter 1. Now, what I love about Joshua is he is a warrior. He is 
has become Moses' second man um, in in command, and he is a servant, and he's willing to do whatever it takes to worship God and to further his kingdom. Now, when the book of Joshua was written, Deuteronomy was the last book written by Moses. Some even believe that Joshua might have written the last chapter because we know that Moses died in, in the book of Deuteronomy is uh, the last book that was written by him. But Joshua now takes the reins. Joshua now is going to lead God's people. Um, a little bit of Joshua, if you remember, Joshua was one of the 12 spies that went out to spy the land before um, they were getting ready to invade. And if you remember, 10 of them came back and gave a horrible, horrible review of what the land looked like. And it actually scared them that the people decided not to go in. So again, Joshua was one of those who had come back. And I want to read it so that we can understand in context as we read several verses out of Joshua chapter 1. Now, in Numbers 14, 6 to 10, it says this, And Joshua, and, uh, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, The land which we passed through to spy is in an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred to us. He's literally saying we will eat them up. They are bred to us. I mean, don't fear. And it's, then he says this, their protection is removed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. He was a warrior. The, the people at that point picked up stones to stone them and Moses had to step in. But he was like, we can take these folks on. And the people were so frightened that they didn't go into the land. And so begins their 40 year of wandering. And again, Caleb was this man that was not afraid. And obviously now he's second in command. Um, and now he becomes the man. He becomes the leader after Moses' death. When they're about to go into the land, God has given it to them. And this is a word from God that he gives Joshua. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. 
Go over the Jordan and thou and all this people unto the land which I do give them, even the children of Israel. And then he says this, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that I have have given unto you as I said unto Moses. He's saying everything you touch will be yours. You just need to arise and go. Now, I, I, you know, as Mo, as Joshua prepares the people and as God is speaking to Joshua, um, I, I want to tell you about how great this man was. I mean, he's giving them instructions. He's telling them to get ready. And God does some incredible things for Joshua. I mean, he literally... In this chapter, I mean, we don't have enough time to go through the whole book of Joshua, but I want you to know something a little more about him as Joshua's heart is being prepared by God himself. God actually um, uses Joshua in a powerful way as he dries up the Jordan and they cross on dry ground as they get ready to go into the land. But I want to also point out that God used Joshua so powerfully that it is mind-boggling when I think about it. And all Joshua did was take heed to what God wanted him to do. And, and, and that word is for you as well. If you're willing to follow God 100%, then God will use you powerfully. One of the things that God did for Joshua was a miraculous miracle where he literally stopped the earth from rotating. It says that the sun stopped for a whole full day as they went and conquered these people at one point in his battles. Now, what's interesting about that is I want you to to look at how great God is, how great my God is, how great your God is for those that know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The earth rotates roughly at a thousand miles per hour. Did you hear that? A thousand miles per hour. That is phenomenal. Um, the circumference of the earth is approximately 40,000 kilometers. This is mind-boggling. Now, you've been in a car before. I've been in a car before. I'm sure a lot of you have experienced this. When you put your brake on and if you're going past 35 miles an hour and even faster than that, that what happens is your whole weight when you break goes forward. Do you know that if that if you're going a thousand miles an hour and the earth stops its rotation, that literally the mountains would come off of their axis, the there would be tidal waves like you can't imagine would wipe everything off the earth. Yet, God was able to miraculously stop it 
without any of that happening. That's what your God and my God can do. Is anything impossible for God? You may be thinking, wait a minute, he's talking to Joshua. He was a soldier. He was a man sold out to God, and and God dealt differently with people at that time. And I'm not a soldier, and I'm not a Joshua. Listen, you are an individual, whether you're a male and female, and God has called you into an army, into a military whom God is the leader. And here, let me tell you what Paul says to Timothy when he's writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse 3. Thou therefore endured hardness. Now, that word endure hardness is kakopatheo in the Greek, but it also is translated into endure afflictions, endure trouble, go through it. You can do this as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? As a good soldier of Jesus Christ, he is the commander. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him, to be a soldier. That's you and I. That's anyone who has called upon Jesus. That's anyone who says, I'm a Christian. That's anyone who has ever prayed for Jesus to come into the heart and said, I want to be brand new. Anyone who is born again. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says this, for Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity. Bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Now, the beauty of it is that we're now in a spiritual battle, a spiritual battle. Listen, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas, and we're going through some incredible scripture as we're looking at how God spoke to Joshua and how it relates to now. Now, God didn't just call you to be a soldier and didn't equip you. In Ephesians chapter 6, he's given us an armor. Let me tell you it is. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Remember that. And in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. No different than Joshua. Joshua was doing this physically. We are now in a spiritual battle. You are a soldier. And this command that is given to Joshua, we can take to heart. There is application in it. So as we go back to Joshua 
chapter 1, he is now in command of the army of God. They're about to go and take land. God has given them instructions. And remember verse 3, I'll pick it up there again. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. It is yours, as I say unto Moses, from the wilderness and the Lebanon, even unto the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. You know that Jesus is occupied until I come. He has made you a soldier just like Joshua was a soldier. And as we continue and see how God is speaking to Joshua when they are about to enter the promised land, verse 5 says this, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. See, there's an application there. If you put on the armor, the spiritual armor that God gives you, no one She'll be able to stand against you. You know that in Romans chapter 8, it says, If God is for you, who can be against you? As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And that's still biblical today. You can go to Hebrews chapter 13, and the Bible says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Listen, just like God was with Moses and Joshua, he is with you. He is for you. He is for you. He is with you. He is for you. Verse 5 says this, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. That is Powerful, just like we read in the in the New Testament. Be strong, be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto the fathers to give them. God cannot lie. Only be thou strong and very courageous. That is application as well as he's telling Joshua he is speaking to you right now don't faint you have financial problems don't faint you have marital problems don't faint you have spiritual problems don't faint you have drug problems don't faint You have alcohol problems. Don't faint. You're in prison right now. When you're listening from prison, don't faint. God has the key. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Now, listen, that word is still applicable. Stay in the word. You have a brand new testament that was given to you and I. Stay in the word. God continues to fortify his word, not just in the old, but in the new. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it is very clear that the Old Testament was written for your and my admonition and for an example. Turn not 
from it to the right hand or to the left. You know what that's saying is stay on that right and narrow path. Stay on that narrow and right path. God has something for you. Turn out to the left. Don't get off that road. That thou mayest prosper whithsoever thou goest. Most Christians, most Christians have a problem with that. They because we've been so messed up by all of these these false prophets that have that have said you can have that Mercedes, you can have that Cadillac, you can have that giant house on the hill, and they've twisted it. See, God does want you to prosper. God does want you to be able to have a nice place to live in. God does want you to have a nice car, and God could give you a Mercedes, but that's not what it's all about. It's when you prosper, we will have good success if we keep our eyes on God, and if whatever we have, we use for his glory. It says this, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Did you just hear that? It says you need to have this word in your heart. You need to let it permeate. You need to let it build you up. You need to meditate on it. You need to make sure that this is something for you. You know that up. In the New Testament, Paul said, meditate upon, meditate upon these things. Uh, give thyself wholly to them that by profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt save thyself and them that hear you. That's First Timothy uh, chapter 4, verses 15, 16. You know, God still wants you to to be blessed. God still has something for you. God still wants to bless you beyond anything you can imagine. You know, there's a verse that always enriches me when I read it. And it's powerful because it's the word of God. It's it's beautiful. It's God speaking to me, and anytime I read something, I take it personal because I believe that God wants to bless me. Now, there's a verse in that same chapter in in Ephesians three twenty where it says, "Now unto him that is able to do," um, excuse me, in Ephesians three twenty, "Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think." Let me read that again. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to that power that worketh in us. And what is that power? That power is Jesus. He can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. And as we get back to to Joshua, it says this in Joshua chapter 1-8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way, what? Prosperous. And then thou shalt, what? Shall have good success. That is the word of God. 
That isn't my word. That is the word of God. And we would and we can continue to see this in the New Testament because some folks all they do is read the old and or the new, excuse me, and forget about the old. The old was written for our example and for our admonition. Jesus is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. He's unchanging because he is God. Now, here's a verse that is powerful as Joshua has been blessed and God has spoken to him. He says this, God is saying to Joshua, have I not commanded you? Listen, has God not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. This is God commanding. You're like, wait a minute. He's speaking to Joshua. He's not talking to me. Now, in 2 Timothy um, 1.7, it says this. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Let me read that to you again. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, that is, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Remember, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. Fear will cripple you. Fear will get you sick. Fear will keep your eyes off of God. Fear will break your marriages apart. Fear will cause you to lose your mind if you don't keep your eyes on God. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithsoever thou goest. Did you just hear that? That God would be with Joshua wherever he went. That's what he promises you as well. That wherever you go, God will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And and I want to make sure that we don't finish off today and that you don't know that God loves you and that God is speaking to you and that God continues to say that he will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, in 13.6 it says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do to me. Here is the key, the verse before that where it says, let your conversation be without covetousness. That's not being greedy. That's not going out of your way to want your neighbor's stuff. And be content with such things as you have because God will always provide what you need for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you so let me repeat it so that we may boldly say the lord is my helper 
and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. That is word. You know, God loves you. If you're in fear today, God wants to restore you. God wants to encourage you. God wants you to be that man or that woman whom he created to be a light to this dark world. And if you're not in the word, then we need to start today. We need to get into his word. We need to read what God has for us. He loves you, you know. And he wants you to be with him forever. Jesus loves you. That is profound. He died for you on the cross of Calvary. I am going to have my beautiful wife close this out in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. Thank you, Father, for being with us every step of this journey that we have here on earth, Father God. I pray for all the listeners, Lord God, that you would just continue to protect and guide them and bless them, Father God, along the journey that you have placed before them. And we thank you, Father, for your wisdom that only comes from you, Father. And we pray that today we would be ignited to continue to dig deeper into your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Know that we love you. If you want to write us a letter, uh, we are at, at the Cross Oceanside 2112 El Camino Real, South El Camino Real, Oceanside, California, 92054. If you want to call us, 760-994-3534. And if you want to just reach out to us, you have a computer in front of us, just Get on your computer, and we will gladly pray for your petitions. And that is freedom at adamriojas.com. We love you. We thank you for listening. And make sure you tune in with us next Sunday. God bless you. May you prosper. May you succeed. And may you say goodbye to fear in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. 
Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at thecrossoceanside.com. 